This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to our third program in the continuation of Pastor Ray's Overcomer Series with the study of a subject everyone identifies with and the Bible calls something never unique and even common to man. The Bible calls those blessed who endure and stand their ground against it. When going into spiritual battle against our subject, the Word further declares we should be joyful for the opportunity to use our faith and patience to overcome it. Not about any particular sin, but rather the enticement that may lead to sin, today's message is simply entitled Overcoming Temptation. And Pastor warns sternly, because it has an agenda, if temptation is not dealt with, it will surely deal with you. What you'll learn about the true nature of temptation in the next few days will amaze you and even set some free from its grip. Here's Pastor Ray with more on the life-changing message of Overcoming Temptation going to kind of continue on a little bit of a series that I didn't really intend on putting together, but it's kind of becoming that. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about in the little fear series I was doing, we talked about overcoming fear. Then uh, the week I was away, the first week where we did the video, it was overcoming failure. How many of you heard that one, overcoming failure, right? You can survive failure in your life. As a matter of fact, you not only survive, but you can thrive uh, as a result of failure in your life. So today I wanted to talk to you about another overcoming topic that I believe is so vitally important to each and every one of us and something that you and I as believers, just as humans, deal with just about every day of our life. And that simply is this. Are you ready? Overcoming temptation. And we've got to really work on this in our lives because temptation is a plot and a plan of the enemy uh, to really destroy our lives. And if you don't deal with temptation, temptation is going to deal with you. So it's so very vitally important for us to be aware and not be unaware, but be aware and be at our spiritual best so that we can overtake and overcome these temptations that come our way. And there are all kinds of temptations. You know, sometimes when you talk about temptation, people think, you know, simply sexual temptation. Well, that's one part, but there are many other parts to temptation. Some people are tempted to do drugs. Some people are tempted to drink. Some people are tempted to steal, to cheat, to lie, to be dishonest. There are all kinds of things that, you know, comprise temptation or make up temptation. We live in a fallen world that's ruled by the devil, and therefore uh, we live in this evil, and this temptation is all around us all the time, ever trying to get into our lives and get in our way. And the end result is that the enemy really wants to stop you. He wants to paralyze you. He doesn't want the work of God, the plan of God, the destiny of God to come to pass in your life. I don't know about you, but I've decided I'm not having any part of it. I'm going to stand up against every temptation when it comes, knock it down, overtake it, overcome it, and move on to the victory that God has for me and the blessings that accompany it. How many of you are in agreement with me? All right. Now, if there be a person here who say, well, I don't need this message, you are a deceived liar. And we will pray for the deceived liars later on. Every single human being 
falls uh, prey to temptation. Jesus himself, we'll see it today, uh, was tempted by the enemy. So temptation comes to us, but how we deal with it and what we do with it is going to determine our outcome and determine the results of our life. I don't know about you, but I want a good outcome. I want only the best that God has for me. So therefore, we have got to tame the, the wild man that's within us or wild woman that's within us and learn how to deal with the temptations as they come our way. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, Paul writes, and he says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And I like this. Let's just dissect this verse a little bit. No temptation. So what is temptation? What does it mean? I always like definitions to words. It means enticement or evil solicitation. And the devil will constantly entice. He comes with evil solicitation. He'll solicit you with evil thoughts and ideas and things that come past you uh, pretty much on a daily basis. One of the things I want to say at this juncture is just because you have a temptation or an evil thought doesn't mean that you're an evil person. Just because you have a temptation in your life doesn't mean you've sinned. Temptation only becomes sin when you act on the temptation and you back it up with action and activity. See, and, and the truth of it is, and one of the things we have to talk about is that if you meditate on that temptation or allow that temptation to fester in your brain and in your thinking capacity and in your heart long enough, eventually you're going to act out and you're going to do the very things that you are meditating on. So he says, but no temptation, no evil solicitation, no evil enticement that comes to us, he says, um, or has overtaken you. And I, I don't like the word, but I found it a very curious word, overtake. That's a pretty strong word. Because how many of you know that when temptation comes, it comes with a force. It comes with the idea of overtaking you. And if you don't deal with it, it will overtake you. How many, you know, you don't have to raise your hand because I think everybody in the house can raise your hand. How many times have you fallen into sin or made a mistake or did something and you just felt like you couldn't help yourself? You don't have to raise your hand because we all all could and should raise our hands because we've all had that experience. And he's telling us, he's saying that temptation comes with this vengeance, with this force. It wants to overtake you. Thank God that it doesn't have to. Thank God that we have the victory over it. But we determine, we decide whether temptation becomes a destruction in our life or whether we destroy it before it destroys us. Only we make that decision, decision and determination. But he says, no temptation has overtaken you. And that word overtaken means to take, to seize, to lay hold with the idea of force or violence. Because that's how temptation comes. It comes with an agenda. I believe the devil hurls those temptations our way with an agenda. And the agenda is to knock you out of the race. The agenda is to destroy your life. The agenda is to cancel the plans that God has for you. The agenda is to to roll back the blessings of God that God has so graciously rolled upon us. So we as Christians have to become wise. We've got to become strong. And we have to overtake temptation with everything we've got to preserve and to protect that which God has invested in us. How many of you are on the same page with me? So he said, there's no temptation that has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Let me tell you what, every one of us have been through whatever temptings or testings that we've been through by the enemy and there's nothing new in in what the devil uses. The faces change, 
The names change, but the tactics remain the same. We all experience the same kinds of things in different ways, in different you know, doses, in different places in our life. But we all go through the same kinds of experiences. Not a one of us is free from it. As a matter of fact, as long as you're alive in this earth, as long as you're a breathing human being and you are still living in this earth, be ready because you will battle temptation in your life. It's never going to go away until we take our final breath in this life and go to be with Jesus. Now, it doesn't have to make our lives miserable. It doesn't have to make our lives, you know, or destroy our lives or hurt our families or do these kinds of things. If we learn how to overtake temptation with everything we've got, we can overcome it. And it does not have to be a driving force that causes us to do things and say things and ultimately be things or be a person that we do not want to be or things we don't want to be involved with. There's no, there's nothing. There's no temptation that we are overtaken with that has come to, you know, take seize on our life. Nothing that isn't, is not common. We've all been through it. We've all experienced it in, in one way or, or another. So I want to say at this, this juncture of, of, of my message is just because you're tempted doesn't mean you have to fail, feel like you're, you're a failure. You don't have to feel like somehow you're not worthy. Because often what happens is when temptation comes, we start thinking, we start saying, well, I shouldn't be thinking like this. I'm a believer. Why am I thinking these thoughts? Well, you know, I like to, I'd like to use the, the phrase that I heard or the little analogy I heard, little story I heard that someone said so many years ago. It says, I can't prevent the birds from flying over my head, but I can prevent them from building a nest in my hair. I can't prevent the temptations from coming, but I certainly can prevent them from nesting in my hair and causing me, you know, taking over my life and ruling my life. So, so as much as we are alive is as much as we're going to encounter or come against temptation in our lives. Don't think it's strange. Everybody goes through it. Even Jesus went through it. Even Paul went through it, you know, and we see uh, in the Old Testament, great men of God went through it. Some did well and some didn't. And, uh, you know, the results prove themselves out. You know, you get involved, you allow temptation to become a sin in your life. You act on it. Ultimately, it's going to come back to bite you in the backside. So we've got to learn as Christians to overcome temptation and not allow temptation to rule our lives and to interrupt what God is doing. How many of you would be in agreement with me on that? All right. So he says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful, but God is faithful. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. So with every temptation, you know, sometimes we come to the point, so I can't take this anymore. But from God's standpoint, from what the word of God says, is that no matter what you think you can't handle, God has already said that he's not going to make it. He's going to be sure that that temptation is not going to be to the point where you can't handle it. He's, he's already said that there's a, there's a listen, there's a, there's a stop that the devil can only go so far and then there's a stop. He can go no farther. So he says, you'll be able to bear, um, you know, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, so every time a temptation comes, he will also make a way of escape. So what I say is that when the temptation comes, you've got to look for the escape route. You've got to find the exit door. Like, you know, if, if, if you have a propensity as a man 
to look lustfully at women, then here, let's just, can I just talk? I mean, it's awfully quiet in here, but that's all right. Talk. If you have a problem, you look lustfully at women, women, well, I'll tell you what, you get one look and that's just to determine whether it's a man or a woman. And, and after that, you got to find the escape route. You got to, oh, oh, it's a woman. Uh-uh. I've been down there before. I'm not doing that again. Come on. Are you with me? He said with every temptation, he's going to provide a way of escape. But sometimes we don't want the escape. Ooh. Well, can't I just look? No, because you look enough, brother. What's going to happen is it's going to start causing some butterflies to churn on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, come on, we're just talking real. I mean, what are we going to, I got to talk real life here, right? It's going to start to cause something to happen on the inside. And, and, and if you, you know, work with this woman or have some sort of association some way and you don't deal with that temptation, that temptation ultimately is going to turn to sin. And we're going to see in the book of James how sin ultimately will bring forth death in your life. It's going to be a death to your marriage, death to your peace, death to your joy, death to the trust that you have in your relationship with your family and with your spouse and whatever it be. So, so the Bible says that with the temptation, he's not going to give you more you can bear. He's not going to allow more because God doesn't give you the temptation. You understand that temptation is not from God. This is from the evil one. But God's not going to allow. He's going to put a stop right there. He's going to, not going to allow there to be more than what you can bear, but just enough for you to bear. And he says, and with the temptation, he's going to give you a way of escape. So I say, when the temptation comes, we need to look for the escape route. We need to find the exit door immediately. And this is the problem that a lot of people experience. When the temptation comes, they hang out there. Instead of looking for the way of escape, they look a way of entertaining this thing. Come on and sit in my living room. Let's just sit and chat for a while. You fine looking specimen. Well, come on. Am I telling the truth? I mean, I hate to tell you how many, how many, you know, married couples I've had sit across the desk from me who, you know, either one or the other, it's not always a man. I know the women always like to blame the men, but sometimes it's the women that have been unfaithful to their, to their husbands. It works both ways. It's a two-way street. And, and, you know, sit across my desk and, and have to, you know, um, talk about it. And of course, husband wants everything to just go away. Well, I made a big mistake. Please forgive me. You know, and it just doesn't go away. Why? Because you've just, you've just, you know, listen, God forgives you, but your wife may not. God will forgive you instantly, but it's going to be a process with your wife or with your husband, if it's that way. And you're trying to salvage this, this relationship. But you see, temptation if you don't deal with it, it's going to lead you down the wrong way. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. Well, I work with this woman, you know, and we were having a little bit of difficulty at home. This is what they say. And, you know, she paid attention to me. And, you know, she, we went out to lunch. It's just, a, it's just a friendship. Forget it, brother. Your best friend is your wife. She's home. She has another ring on her finger just like yours. That's a constant reminder that someone's connected to you and someone that you're connected to. And you have to honor that. So when the temptation comes, don't entertain it. Look for the escape route. How am I going to get out of this? God, show me the way out of this. I don't, I don't want this temptation, you know? And uh, so don't put yourself in a position or a place where you are being tempted. 
Oh, man, I knew I wasn't going to. I didn't get a lot of amens last night, and I'm not getting a lot today, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach it anyway because you need to hear it. God is faithful. All right. So, all right. So let's go to the book of James and um, say he's going to give you a way of escape so that you can handle it. You can bear up. You can exit. You need to exit that place immediately. All right. So let's go to James chapter one and let's start at verse two. And James writing here says, my brethren, count it all joy. What? Count it all joy. This always kind of bothered me, you know, when you fall into various trials. Now, the word trials means also tests and temptations. So we're talking about temptations. So in the context of temptations, what James would be saying here is, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into temptations. Why am I to count it all joy when I fall into temptation? Well, this is just my belief. I believe that, you know, when temptations come, um, that's, and when it comes to you like in full force, I believe that, that you are usually at the, at the doorway of another blessing in your life. So when temptations start to flood your soul or start to come in, that's the time for you to start to rejoice because it's, it's like the devil's trying to stop. You have to understand the devil is trying to stop. Just like he tried, we're going to read it in a minute, but just like he tried to stop Jesus in the desert. He knew that Jesus had, was here for a purpose, that he had a destiny, that he had an assignment from God to be here, God in the flesh, walking this earth as a man, but still all God at the same time. He had a purpose, he had a vision, and yet the devil tried to stop him even before he got started. So the Bible says, count it all joy. So when temptation comes, don't freak out. Rejoice. Start doing a dance around your house. Something big must be about to happen. God must be ready to bring me into a better place and a bigger place. A bigger blessing is about to come into my life. So go ahead, devil, try to tempt me, but I'm looking for the exit. I found the exit and I'm running, running, running. I'm going to run from this temptation because I know that God's got something good and you're trying to mess it up. You're trying to screw up what God is trying to do in my life. Can I get a better amen than that? Count it all joy, brethren, when you fall into trials and temptations and testings, knowing that the testing or the proving of your faith produces patience. And I love that word patience because that word patience means the ability to stand or staying power. So when temptation comes, that's not the time for us to fall apart. That's the time for us to exercise our faith. And by doing so, the Bible says we get stronger. And, and patience or the ability to stand is worked in our life. So we learn how to stand against temptation. That's the problem with, I think, for a lot of us, what happens when temptation comes, we just fall right into it. We just give up. We put up our hands and say, I quit or I give up. I surrender. Instead of making our stand, and according to what the Bible says, that when you make your stand against it, you get stronger or you develop the ability to stand even stronger the next time the temptation comes. So, so count it all joy. Rejoice. Oh, here it comes again. Oh, God's got something big coming. I'm going to make my stand. I'm not going to let the devil cheat me out of my future, out of my blessing, out of the things that God has ordained or destined for me. Am I preaching okay? Can somebody give me a better amen? All right. So he says, uh, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or the ability to stand or staying power. And that's what we need as individuals in the body of Christ. We need more staying power. All right. So he said, but let patience, let this patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So I love that. You know, I've always thought about that. It says, so the more that I, you know, 
uh, develop my faith and the more I develop this staying power and this fighting power and I stand against temptations, tests and trials in my life and we're talking specifically about temptations but as I stand against these things in my life it says that it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce in my life and I'm going to lack nothing. Lacking nothing. I'm going to walk in God's abundance in every sense of the word. God's going to fill my life, fill, fill me with good things, bless my life, bless the work of my hands, bless everything that I want to do. Why? Because I'm, I'm building this staying power. I'm not giving into it. I'm fighting against it and it's falling. Come on, can somebody give me a better amen than that? And then he goes on to say, I like verse five. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally to all and without reproach and it will be given to him if anyone lacks wisdom. Well, you know, when you're in the midst of a temptation, you need the wisdom of God. How do I get out of this? Lord, I don't see the escape route. Show me the escape route. Where is the escape route? And then as soon as you find that escape route, run, baby, run. You know, if you're tempted to drink and you're walking by a bar and, you know, the, the smell of the saloon hits you and you're like, oh boy, it's like, you know, smells like apple pie on 4th of July or something, you know, when it hits you, you know, the escape route right there is just keep on going. I rebuke that because I know if I walk into that place, what's going to happen? You know, like what Alcoholics Anonymous say, it's not the last drink that gets you drunk. It's the first drink that gets you drunk because it's a cyclical, it's, it's a process. It's cyclical. It sucks you in. It starts with that first step. So, so he says, um, if you lack wisdom, then ask God. Ask God for help. Pray. And he will give you wisdom on what to do in this, in this warfare, in this fight against this particular temptation in your life. And let's, let's face it. Sometimes there's a specific temptation. There's a weakness in our lives. And we keep getting tested over and tempted over that thing over and over again. Right? Well, that's the time when you've got to ask God for wisdom. Give me wisdom, Lord. I don't want to go around this route again and again. And God will give you wisdom. Maybe you're going to have to, you know, uh, fight that thing a few times or, 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 you know, take that escape route a few times. And, and I, I believe this. Every time you say no to a temptation, you get stronger against that temptation the next time it comes around. Every time you stand up to it, it loses its grip and its power in your life just a little bit more. Am I speaking to anybody here? But the more you yield to it, the more you yield to it, the stronger it gets. You know, it was Roy Hicks, one of my fathers um, in the faith, um, great man of God. And he had, I, I don't know if I can quote it exactly, but he said, there are two natures that beat beneath my breast. One I love and one I hate. The one I feed will dominate. The one I feed will dominate. And that's really the bottom line to it. Because you have a spirit being and a flesh part of you. What you feed will determine what will be strong. If you constantly feed the flesh with, it, with what is pleasing to the eyes, what is pleasing to the natural man, the natural cravings and desires, which are, you know, not only sexual, but greed and money and, and all of these things. If you feed that, then that's what's going to dominate in your life. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 